This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. And all, and there, these are all necessary steps to helping the economy rebuild. Necessary steps, not only, but not only steps. It's enough to build back to where we were before. We need to build back better. And we, I think we, all of us know how to do that. We remember what happened uh, in the States back in 2008. Hundreds of thousands of jobs disappeared every month in that Great Recession. And we passed the Recovery Act. We provided state and local fiscal aid. We sent funding to your school districts to help save over 300,000 education jobs. We provided middle-class tax relief. We invested in the future, rebuilding roads and bridges, making the biggest clean energy investment in history and the single biggest investment in, in infrastructure since Eisenhower's interstate highway program. And we created in the process, we, you all created in the process, over uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of good-paying jobs. Welcome back, patriots. You have just heard our commander-in-cheat. Yes. We used to have a commander-in-chief in charge of the military, but I'm going to call this individual the commander-in-cheat. Do what you want with that. Listen to what he is saying. 2008, hundreds of thousands of jobs disappeared every month because of, quote, the recession. No, it wasn't a recession. The housing market collapsed. It wasn't a recession. So state and local aid was given by the federal government in this Recovery Act to the states. Why? Because the government does that crap instead of the governors and the legislation taking care of their states. He's talking to the National Governors Association. And this is what he says. You created hundreds of thousands of good-paying jobs, and yet now one signature on an executive order, when he got in that office, by one single pen, he has now deleted millions of jobs. Think about that one for a minute. In that whole conversation, which we're going to talk about Tonight, 15 minutes of it was from Como speaking as the representative of the National Governors Coalition or Association. And the rest of that time was Joe Biden running his absolutely deranged mind. That's what happened during this meeting. Every year, the president meets with the governors and talks about how the governors are doing and how the U.S. relationship between the governors and the government, the relationship between them. And we're going to talk about that. So the things we're going to discuss this evening is the National Governors Association. What is the National Governors Association? State-federal relationships what is that relationship supposed to be? Como sucks up to Biden. You're going to hear this. He sucks up to the president, a governor. 
that has the power in his state is pointing to the president to give him, quote, guidance. Last but not least is the Bonehead Award. You don't want to miss this one. This one's good. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. There are many associations in this country that does good for the people in America. The Veterans Associations, for example, firefighters, police, nurses, hospitals associations that do great for individuals in this country. Those associations are not run by the federal government. Remember what I just said. They're not run or owned by the federal government. Thus, the National Governors Association is not owned or run by the federal government. It's a group of governors coming together to learn from each of the states on what works and how we can improve society within our states. The president doesn't run the Governors Association. And I'm going to explain to you why they do not run this organization. Because they have principles, and there's principles for state-federal relationships, and the governors understand that. There's power within the state, and there's power within the government. Fortunately, the Constitution gives the power to the states and not the power to the government, the federal government, that is. This is right from the National Governors Association website. The relationship and authority of states and the federal government are governed by the U.S. Constitution. The federal government is delegated certain enumerated powers while others, other powers not otherwise prohibited by the Constitution are reserved to the states. America has thrived as a nation of laws with a strong national and international identity anchored by the diversity and innovation of representative self-governed states. It is vital that the National Governor Association works to preserve and promote a balance between the relationship between the states, territories, and the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, herein referenced to as the states and the federal government. Governors believe that the federal action should be limited to those duties and powers delegated to the federal government under the Constitution. The Constitution. We go back to that over and over again. This is what they say. We favor the preservation of state sovereignty when legislating or regulating activities within the state to ensure the proper balance between the state and federal actions and to promote a strong and cooperative state-federal relations. 
Governors encourage federal officials to adhere to the following guidelines when developing laws and regulations. They're telling the federal government, if you're going to make a law, you better listen to the states. 2.1 of the Governor's Association states this, exercise federal forbearance, forbearance. In other words, federal government cannot go into this world. Governors recommend that federal action should be limited to situations in which constitutional authority for action is clear and certain. If it's not in the Constitution, the federal government has no right to get into this world. Federal action should be limited to problems that are truly national in scope. If there's an issue that's affecting the whole nation, that's the only time the federal government gets involved. And they got to work with the governors. Federal action should be sensitive to each state's ability to bring a unique blend of resources and approaches to a common pro uh, problem or a common cause. So the states have a dog in the fight before the federal government tells them what to do. Unless the national interest is at risk, federal action should not be preempted additional state action. So what they're saying is unless it's a national issue, the federal government should be involved, period. So there are some good news with this. Going to bring you some good news. Is that the governors are not going to stand by with this tyranny. And they're already showing this. They're not going to allow the federal government to increase into their states and tell them how to run their states. Governor Abbott of Texas is a great example of this. Mass immigrants are coming across this border because of that little pen that Biden signed, Commander-in-Chief, to allow hordes to come in to this country. But Texas says, ain't going to help you. The government asked Texas to help them to take care of these people and give them, you know, COVID vaccinations and all that. I get that. It's all part of being a human, taking care of people. But they have overreached their power in the state by telling the state, you got to do this. They don't have to do this. They can control the people that come in their states. That's the Constitution of America. So we have to understand that the states have the authority, not the federal government, when it comes to their state. So this meeting with the governors that Biden did this last week is something that happens all the time. Lots of presidents do this. They have this, quote, winter meeting with the governors and talk about issues. This is the first time in history this has ever happened where a president and a one single governor takes over the whole meeting. Not one single governor governor 
other than Como, got to say any words during this meeting. Como spent about 15 minutes running his jabs, and then Biden struggled for another 25, 30 minutes during the meeting, and not a single other governor had any say or had any words in the discussion. So Como is sucking up to this president via this governor's association. I don't how I don't know how he got elected. He probably didn't to represent the governors, but because of the power of the federal government and this boneless individual. He probably said, oh, Como can say something, but everybody else can't. And if you watch the video, when it starts, there's only about 14 governors in the meeting from the beginning. Eventually it builds, but there's only 14 that start off. So listen to what Como says as he is sucking up to Biden during this meeting. You reached out to us right after your election for our first meeting. We then had a second meeting just as you were taking office. Your promise of an ongoing functional partnership has already come to fruition. Our weekly calls with Jeff Zients and his COVID team are truly extraordinary. They are genuine discussions and they are problem solving sessions and they've made real progress. Mr. President, we thank you not just for your effort but even more for the results you have achieved. So this is real simple, talking about the results that Biden has achieved. He hasn't even been in office 100 days when this meeting went on. What freaking results did he achieve other than, I don't know how many executive orders that this idiot has signed. He hasn't proven one single iota that he can be the president of the United States in the first hundred days that he's there. Take it however you want to take it. That's the truth. How in the world can a governor suck up to a president that's not even been a president for a hundred days and say, oh, Mr. Highness, we salute you, Mr. Highness. That's exactly what this is, tyranny and idolatry to a president. What he's doing, he's trying to rescue his political life, is what this Como guy is actually trying to do. Because it's going downstream very quick. So this is how this president is going to run this country. You don't have a say anymore. The puppet as a president is going to be fed crap. It's going to come out very slowly, very chopped up, very understandable on how this world that we live in called the United States is going to operate. And the rest of us have no say in it. Ask the legislation, ask, ask the senators in this country, what's going on with these bills that are passed? They have no say. They don't even have committees anymore to discuss 
this bill according to the Constitution. It's tyranny at its best. So as you can tell, Como is sucking up to this governor's meeting. I'm going to give you a little bit more of this governor's meeting before we move on. And it probably will surprise you to the least of exactly how this governor's meeting is going to be run for the next four years. You know, um, I've been talking to several of you quite a lot a bit lately. And as you know, we've have approved disaster declarations in Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. In Texas, FEMA was already on the ground providing support for COVID-19 vaccination efforts. So they were able to move quickly to, uh, to supply generators, food, blankets, and most importantly, water. And Governor Abbott, I don't want to ruin your reputation, but I look forward to coming down tomorrow to Houston to be with you. And uh, I want you and the residents uh, to know that we're here to provide the federal assistance you need to support your state, your local and tribal response efforts. And it's clear that even when the immediate crisis passes, there's going to be more work to be done to help uh, constituents recover. And my administration will be there every step of the way with you because when people in this country need help, they're not Democrats or Republicans, they're all Americans. And people who need work, they're the people getting sick from COVID and people facing eviction, people going hungry, people struggling with opioid crisis, and people need broadband. Uh, they're not Democrats or Republicans, they're our fellow Americans. And I think the whole spirit of this governor's conference and our administration is, is changing the attitude a little bit about how we deal with one another, at least I hope so. As governors, you know this. You know that you have one job and that's to deliver. You're in the front lines, it's overuse that phrase, but it's hard to overuse it. And as the saying goes, you're the laboratories of democracy. Your challenges can provide, uh, prove to be lessons for everybody. Your successes can prove to be a model for everybody. The storms that hit the South uh, were a painful reminder that so many of our challenges don't stop at our border of our states. They don't uh, make distinctions based on uh, on how the state's made up. Today, I want to focus on two of those challenges that cross borders, COVID and the economy. So this guy never shuts up for 30 minutes. And it continues over and over again without any input from the governors. Go listen to it. The link's in there in the podcast, and you can listen to this whole 35-minute escapade of tyranny, how he's going to control the governors. Listen to what I said. He will control the governors of this state. And if they don't comply, should I say it? Yes, they will be canceled. They'll be canceled. They're going to cancel a freaking governor. You heard it here first. Next thing you know, a governor will be off of Facebook. A governor will not be allowed on Twitter. A governor will not be allowed to speak on the media because they'll be canceled. Stand by. It's coming. Last but not least, the Bonehead Award. Of course, we got to keep up the Biden trend. Got to keep up 
the commander-in-chief trend. So this one goes back to talking about Texas and Mississippi. He says they made a big mistake ending mask mandates, which brings us to the point we are now all Neanderthals. Low, low class people in this president's sick mind. You as an American, you as a governor are no longer allowed to be in the class of the elitists. You're Neanderthals. Take a good listen to this bonehead award. Texas, I think it's a big mistake. Look, I hope everybody's realized by now these masks make a difference. We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. We've been able to move that all the way up to the end of May to have enough for every American to get every adult American to get a shot. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. It still matters. I carry a card, but I don't have it. I put it on my desk. As of last, as of yesterday, we had lost 511,874 Americans. We're going to lose thousands more. This will not occur. We'll not have everybody vaccinated until sometime in the summer. We have the vaccine to do it. Getting a shot in someone's arm and getting a second shot, you're going to take time. And it's critical, 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 critical that they follow the science. Wash your hands, hot water, do it frequently, wear a mask, and stay socially distanced. And uh, I know you all know that. I wish the heck some of our elected officials knew it. So thank you very much. I'm going to leave you with this. There's many countries on the globe that had to fight this COVID thing. Switzerland is one of those many countries. And they have been acting normally for over a year and telling people just do what you need to do without dictating from the federal government in Switzerland. And they've had the lowest COVID cases in their country. Why? Because they understand that people are going to come together. And if it's a virus, they're going to build immunity to this virus. And it becomes quicker, faster defeating of this virus. But yet this bonehead wants to keep up with this mask mandate, which has been proven over and over again that it doesn't stop the COVID. You heard it. I'm going to say it. I believe it in my heart. It's not going to stop it. It may keep certain people from getting it, but it will never stop it. The only way to stop it is to have immune against it. Virus is a very dangerous thing in a human body. 
And it's real simple how a virus works. It goes in, it disrupts your environment, natural environment of your human body. So vaccines can work if they're done right and they have a longevity of experimenting. Not saying the virus vaccine that we have today doesn't work. Not going to go that route. What I'm going to tell you is this, that many countries, specifically Switzerland, has fought this virus very early, and now they're not dealing with it like we are today in a political view. Their politics doesn't revolve around the vaccine or revolve around the coronavirus. It revolves around what it's supposed to, the society and making people's lives better instead of the negative of this virus. They've already killed this thing in Switzerland. I ask you to get involved, talk to your legislators, do everything you can from a local, state, and federal level to stop this tyranny that is coming to this country. It's up to us as the people of America, as citizens to stand up and say something and do something instead of just sitting back and realizing, well, I'm just going to accept the causes of this world. I thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Please share it far and wide. Get people out there so they can hear the truth. This is The Gunny out.